Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Last week, uh, we were reminded that we must renew our hearts for Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And we looked at a passage called uh, John 3.16. You remember that? Remember that? Remember that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, say that's me, should not perish but have everlasting life. Say because I believe in God, I have everlasting life. When I leave here, my life ain't over. It only begins again. Hallelujah. Now that we're in the month of March 2018, let's together work on that with the help of today's message entitled, Living in Christ. Living in Christ. It's one thing to talk about, it's another thing to do it. Now, I want to begin at Galatians 2 and 20. Galatians 2 and 20. This is the word of the Lord. It says, I, that means you and I, am crucified with Christ. Now, if you crucified, there's some things that don't bother you no more. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Say, God in me. Arise. Arise. I need your help. Every day. But Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You got to stop being nervous when you don't see what you want right away. You got to stop being nervous. Delay is not denial. Sometimes God is protecting you from some things that you don't need right away. Which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith of the Son of God. That means Jesus has to help us. Who loves me. Who loves me and gave himself for me. Now this is so, so important. We're living in times where people don't feel that they're loved. Oh, Jesus. And when love shows up, some of them can't handle it because they're not used to being loved. Love ain't always a feeling. Love ain't always a feeling. Love is a knowing in your knower that God already gave his life for you that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But that's why you have to renew your mind. Because as you think in your heart, so are you. Some of us have some wrong thinking. And it comes generationally. It comes from mama and daddy and they had wrong thinking. And, and, and then, then, then you keep the wrong thinking going and going and going. You got to change. When you accept Christ, you got a new mind. Oh my God. And that's, that's a daily workout. Every day you got to renew your mind. Say, Lord, help me. 
every day to renew my mind. All right. Again, Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. When was the last time you reminded yourself that God gave his life for you? He gave his love for you. He gave his life so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. But if you're living in the world, the world tells you, God don't love you. That's why you're going through all the hell you're going through. That's why you're going through all that. That's a lie. He's a liar. If God be for you, who can be against you? Nobody. Say no weapon. Formed against me. All my family shall prosper. Not a one. Not a one. I'm the head. Never the tail. Above only and not beneath. Hallelujah. Now next, let me take you to Acts 17 and 28. At the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Acts 17, 28 says, For in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being, as certain also of our own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. What do you mean, Pastor? That when you get connected with God, you begin to flow like God. You begin to function like God. And the things that seem impossible are no longer impossible. Because all things are possible with God. Say, 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 Lord, thank you for handling the impossible. Because you can handle the impossible and make it possible. That's why I'm alive today. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. All right? These two verses ought to help remind you that living in Christ should become our new lasting normal flow each and every day that we're saved and live a saved life. And when you do, one of the master keys, get with this, to maintain that flow is gentleness. The way he did when he was here in the flesh. Say, if you got God living in me, say, if I got God living in me, gentleness has to become part of my flow. Now, Psalms 1835 makes it even clearer. Psalms 18 and 35. Gentleness, gentleness, gentleness. It says, thou has also given me the shield of thy salvation. Meaning I'm saved, I know I'm saved. That's a shield. And thy right hand hath holden me up. And thy gentleness hath made me great. Now, I want to... I expand your capacity to believe and receive. Any of you ever made some mistakes? Okay. When you make some mistakes, there's a devil that wants to harass you about your mistakes. But when you are tied up in God, God comes with some gentleness because he already knows what's in you. He already knows what he, he already knows. He knows your downsetting and he knows your uprising. 
But the devil wants to keep harassing you about your mistakes. That's why God said, forget those things that are behind. Forget those things that are behind. And press forward. Press forward. Too many of us are beating up our own selves. And therefore, the enemy is over there laughing. He knows our triggers. He knows what he needs to do to say to us, to do to us, to make us feel that God don't love us no more. That's why some people stop coming to church. I went to, I'm not, I ain't coming to church. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody going to love me. Ain't no, hey. The rest, I, I read a passage that says, all have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But by grace, unmerited favor, unearned, undeserved kindness, I get to keep on living. Amen. And God will make it better than better. Hallelujah. Now, gentleness is, or to be gentle means not harsh, not severe, mild, and soft. Now, I want to give you, uh, many of you know that this past week they, they um, laid to rest um, evangelist Billy Graham. One of the, and in the service, one of his relatives got up and said that they had been told uh, not to marry somebody. And they went ahead and married them anyway. And they felt bad because they didn't listen, because what they were told they didn't do. And then they had to go back home. And they was expecting when they got back home to be beat up and, you know, just, you know, because, you know, he's a holy man of God. He's a, he's a righteous man of God. He's going to do all of that. And, she, and, and, and this person said that when she came home, all he did was stand, stand in there and say, come on in. Just, just hugged her. Just loved on her. Didn't, didn't bring up the issue, didn't say, just, 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 just welcome home. Welcome home. Gentleness. He was modeling Jesus. He was modeling Christ. That he's modeling how we're supposed to flow. You don't always beat up somebody and condemn people. Yeah, all have sinned. Everybody needs some gentleness. When God is in you, there's gentleness coming out of you. And in the, in, in the Bible, there was a, a father that had two sons. And one of them sons said, you know, daddy, give me all the stuff. Give me all my stuff. And daddy gave him all the stuff. He went out and had a field day. And bro got broke. And got in a bad situation. And realized, wait a minute, I, need, I don't need to be here. I need to be going back home. And when he decided to come back home, he was expecting to say, Father, I've sinned against you. I've done all of that. And the father said, hey, come on, come on home, son. Come on, come on. Just loved on him. They had a, they had a banquet because of he came home. And his older brother got upset. Said, I've been with you all this time. And he done, he done did all this and all that. And you treated me. You, gave me, you didn't do that for me. And the father had to say, hey, you've been here. I, whatever I did for him, I'll do for you. Say, God flows in gentleness. He doesn't, he don't have to condemn you. He already knows. Hallelujah. Now, this is what you've got to renew your mind to because the enemy keeps making us feel that my, every time we mess up, God is through with us. Come on. 
The last time I checked, I woke up this morning. Ah, oh, none of y'all made any mistakes yesterday. I understand. Huh? But I, I, I woke up this morning in my right mind. I said, Lord, thank you for your gentleness. So when you live in Christ, gentleness is also a part of your flow because you remember, okay, yeah, I, I messed up too, but somebody else needs to be forgiven and mercy and loved and gently touched, okay? Now, Matthew 8, my example. Matthew 8, beginning at verse 1. Help me, Holy Ghost. Here's the example. Matthew 8 and verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, talking about Jesus, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him. A leper, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. A leper. And Jesus put his hands on him and touched him. Now, wait a minute. You got somebody with a horrible disease and you're going to put your hand on them? And it's contagious? Come on. And touched him and, and, and saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, I, I want to go here because this is so important. Many of you don't know the gifts that you have in you. There's a reason certain people want to be with you. Because there's a gift in you that they, they don't have. And you don't even know that you have that gift. And the enemy will make you feel that when you, why did, why did, why did all, every time I go to work, they're always calling on me. There's a gift in you. That's why they're calling on you. But you got to affirm that gift and use that gift as God gives you the instructions to do that. Here, Jesus met some lepers, and he knew his gift. And he reached out and touched and healed him. And Jesus said to him, see thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Here we have a great example of gentleness flow of Jesus that he wants each of us to flow in as well. That is why it's so important that we each know and flow the giftings we are blessed to have that may help someone else in our lifetime to be made whole too. If you have a flat tire, ladies, and you don't know how to you know, fix that tire, there's a man and there may even be a woman that know how to fix that tire. Amen. Don't be so proud that you don't know how to ask somebody for some help. Say, I need help every day. Every day. Every day. Hallelujah. There's some of y'all that got phones and don't know how to tweet. Some of you got phones and don't know how to do what? Huh? Text. <laughs> and you need help. Text to give. Help. Say, 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 Pastor, I understand. We all need help. All right? But here's the key. It, it should be gentle. All right? You don't have to be harsh all the time. Amen? And when you daily are living in Christ, you too have an opportunity to be a blessing in other people's lives too. Say, I'm a blessing in other people's lives too. Hallelujah. Now that leads me to the next very important key of living in Christ. Be, which is being compassionate the same way Jesus was and is. Now, let me take you to Matthew 20 and verse 30. Compassionate. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Matthew 20 and verse 30. 
And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside. What kind of men? Blind men, two. When they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, what will ye that I should do unto you? They said unto him that, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and, followed, and they followed him. Now, I want you to get this. Compassion is deep awareness of the suffering of another coupled with the wish to relieve it. Compassion is deep awareness of the suffering of another coupled with the wish to relieve it. Many of you see people and there's something in you that wants to make it better for somebody else. That's called compassion. You, 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 but when, when you show compassion, you don't have to be arrogant with it. You need to be gentle with it because they're already hurting. They don't need you to hurt them anymore. But you got to understand you meet people in a time and season. Sometimes it's their rejecting season and they, they've been hurt so many times that they're scared they're going to get hurt every time. But say, God, anoint me with that gift of compassion. Here in our text, Jesus showed that he was deeply aware of the suffering of the two blind men and so wished to relieve it by his prayers. Ooh. Say, say, neighbor. Prayers can do some impossible things. Likewise, Eagle Summit, living in Christ should cause each of us to daily share compassion for others who need to be relieved of their difficult situations too. Now, many of you are in a time and season where you are maturing in the Lord. And when you mature in the Lord, he sends more stuff to you. And it's getting heavier instead of lighter. It's getting more challenging than ever. That means you have graduated and you are in a divine source and flow now. And faith is increasing. And God wants you to use your faith to be a blessing to somebody else. And so you need to learn how to rest in his promises that are yes and amen. Know when, to, know when to help, know when not to help. Amen. Know when to say yes and know when to say no. Hallelujah. But do it with compassion. Amen. Know when to turn your phone off. Okay. Learn when to turn that phone off and get you some R-E-S-T. Rest. No amens on that. Hallelujah. Rest. Hallelujah. Rest in the Lord. I lay me down and sleep, for thou only makes me dwell in safety. I cast the care, God. Now, Lord, you handle that. Say, God, handle that. I thank you, Lord, because I'm going to rest in your promises that are yes and amen. Hallelujah. All right? And when you learn again to do, it will cause each of us to tap into the next 
important key to living in Christ, which is to touch people's hearts. Touching people's hearts. Do you know how many people have heartaches every day? People in, in our time and season with all the stuff that's going on, are, their hearts are broken. Their hearts need to be, you know, be, be touched. Be, they need to be, know that, that, you know what, it's going to be all right. Say this too will pass. All right, watch where we go. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 27. Here we go, God. Matthew 9, 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him. Here's a blind again. Crying and saying, thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, get this, the blind men came to him. Why would the blind men, because he's got that anointing to heal the blind. The blind men came to him. Whatever anointing you have is going to attract people to come to you. I said, whatever anointing you have is going to attract people to come to you. Whatever anointing you have is going to cause people to come to you. If you are a happy person and you always make people feel happy, then people that are sad going to come to you. And they're going to come, they're going to come because they know that when they get around you, they're going to be happy. Hallelujah. We heard somebody talk about they just need to smile. Look at your neighbors and show them your teeth. <laughs> come on now. Sometimes just seeing some teeth makes you feel better. Give you some hope. Hallelujah. That's a daily workout. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. And when he came into the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said unto them, believe that ye that I'm able to do this. They said unto him, "Yea, Lord, they recognized the gift that was in him. Then touched he their eyes. Now get this saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. The reason sometimes people ain't getting it is because their faith ain't according their faith, they, they, they don't know, they don't know, they, they, they don't, they've lost trust, they don't know how to trust no more, they don't want to believe anymore, and therefore, guess what, it, 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 the miracle didn't happen. Have you ever been to a, uh, okay, thank you, Holy Ghost, any of y'all like to eat? Y'all like to eat? Have you ever gone to a restaurant and ordered some food and realized that you ordered the wrong food? Ordered the wrong food. It was something you didn't like. And then you looked across the table and then somebody was eating <laughs> what, you, what you really liked. And then all of a sudden you say, well, you know, I, just, I, I ordered it, I paid for it, so I got to eat what I... But sometimes in life we do the same thing. You order the wrong thing and it ain't what you like. And then you get connected with something, with somebody that has what you like. And you get mad. Learn from that and know what. Can you show me how to get what you got? Can you teach me to show what? Come on, help, help, help. Can you help my brother out? I, I, I thought I was smart, but I, I ordered the wrong stuff. Sometimes in life we order the wrong stuff. A, a, amen. Ordering the wrong stuff can cause a problem and cause you to lose your gentleness cause you to cuss and fuss and argue and all that other stuff because you know you ordered the wrong stuff and the devil will make sure you order the wrong stuff 
Hallelujah. Then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith, meaning your belief being unto you, and their eyes were opened. And Jesus strictly, now get this, and Jesus strictly charged them, saying, see that no man know it. I've been coaching you on this. When you, as you get stronger and stronger in God, and God begins to do some supernatural things, some things he don't want you to tell nobody. He just wants you to remember how good he was to you. So that in tough times, you can always remember, you know what, Lord, I thank you. No matter what it looked like, no matter what it feels like, God, you've been good to me and you can be good to me again, again. I, 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 there was a, a famous man that got um, financially blessed and, and it was so blessed. People would ask him how he doing. He said, I can't tell you how blessed I am. I wish I could tell you, but I just can't tell you how blessed I am. Because there was something God did for him or did for them that he couldn't tell. But he always smiling. When God does something good for you, you can always smile. I'm looking around the room. I see some smiles on some places that God's been doing some stuff for you. Hallelujah. And you can't tell it all, but God did it for you. Amen. If it had not been for the Lord. Now, here's, here's what I want you to understand. When he does it for you, he will bring people across your path that he wants you to do it for them. Amen. You didn't get blessed for no reason. You got blessed to be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the problem, though. When you bless somebody, everybody ain't going to say thank you. Had to learn that. Everybody's not going to come back and say, I, I appreciate that so much. Hallelujah. I got news for you. Over these 25 years, there's some people that never came back to say, thank you, Pastor. No. But I had to say, Lord, thank you. Because there's a harvest on that seed. Oh, there's a harvest. Oh, yes, 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 yes. God will make a harvest come another way. Amen, 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 amen. And if God knows how to deliver a jackass, he knows how to do something. Amen, 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 amen. God will bring a miracle your way. Say miracles are on the way. Because I've been a blessing to somebody in my lifetime. Hallelujah. Now let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It does hurt when you tried to help somebody and you helped them and they succeeded and they never come back to say thank you. It hurts. But if you crucified with Christ, it don't hurt. If you crucified with Christ, he'll heal you. Yes, he will. He will. He knows you. He knows how to minister life to you. He knows how to heal your hurt. He, let, he knows how to say, I got you. I got you. I got another blessing another way. It's coming your way. Say, God, I thank you for that revelation that there's blessings coming anyhow. Anyhow. Because I've sowed, come on, and sowed, and sowed, and sowed. Now, let me reap, and reap, and reap. Hallelujah. That's real, folks. That's real, folks. When you live in Christ, when you live in Christ, and he's living in you, God will make you reap, surprisingly. Oh, yes. Folks, when your heart, when your heart is touched by Jesus, 
you too will spread his fame in all the country too. Meaning there's sometimes the Lord does something you just can't, you got to tell somebody. Child, let me tell you, I was in this situation and God delivered me out of this. And I just, I just want you to know, I can't tell you all the detail, but I want you to know that my God supplied my need according to his riches and glory. And I got joy, unspeakable and full of glory. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I, I tell you, you need, to, you need to hook up with God, too. You need to know Christ yourself, because if you know him, guess what? Everything becomes possible because he loves you with an everlasting love. That is why all this month. We will be sharing the importance of learning that living in Christ is what we each are called to do once Jesus becomes the Lord and Savior of our lives. But how? According to your faith, be it unto you. How grateful are we for all that he has already done in each of our lives? Let's give the Lord a praise of gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for all you've already done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your gentleness. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for the anointing to touch other people. Thank you. Hallelujah. That's real, folks. That's real. And living in Christ should daily manifest the gentleness of Jesus, the compassion of Jesus, and the touching of people's heart that causes them to choose to flow in the living in Christ behavior too. Galatians 2.20, remember, says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Eagle Summit, living in Christ is our calling too. And all this month we will be sharing the word of God to renew our hearts and minds and our, of our life assignments now that we too are one in Christ. Until next time, remember, living in Christ means flowing in his gentleness, flowing in his compassion, and flowing in his ability to touch people's hearts too. Say, Lord, I'm available. In Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah!